Hello, everyone. I am Joseph Roberson, a.k.a. Professor Joe, and you are listening to the Brahma Spotlight, where we shine a light on the people and programs that make Pierce College the number one transfer school with the highest admit rates in California to both CSUN and UCLA. Speaking of transfer, please remember that right now is the application period for those who anticipate being at a California State University or University of California institution in the fall of 2023. If you have questions or need assistance, feel free to visit the Pierce College Transfer Center located in the Student Services Building and feel free to participate in an application workshop or if you need to, you can meet with them virtually and their services are explained in detail on the Transfer Center website which you can access through the Pierce College website. Also, please check the portal for your winter and spring 2023 registration dates so you can get into your classes in a timely fashion. Before we begin, I want to send out a special thanks to the radio program director, Giselle Lomelli, for taking the time to help us out. And special thanks to Grace Kilsey, a longtime <clears throat> resident of the Woodland Hills community, who executive produces nearly all the projects I participate in. And while I'm at it, shouts out to her son, Matthew Kilsey, a former Taft Toreador and Pierce College Brahma, who is now transferred from Pierce College to UCLA to begin the rest of his life's journey. Matthew, if you're listening, congratulations. Go conquer the world and then come back and tell us about it. And if you win any awards, just throw us in the speech, man. All right. Okay. with no further delay, today is October 26, 2022. And I'd like to introduce and put the spotlight on our special guest, Coach James Sims. Applause for Coach Sims, please. There we go. Thank you, sir. Yeah, Thank you. You know, you know, right? Okay. Hello, Coach Sims. I, I always like to start by acknowledging our gratitude for your participation. Uh, as we know, time is a resource no less valuable than money, and you could be spending this precious resource somewhere else, but you chose to spend it with us and accept our invitation. And for that, we are grateful. Can you tell anyone listening who you are and what you do here at Pierce College? Uh, James Sims, as you mentioned earlier, I'm the fitness center coordinator, uh, which in that position I train all the athletes at the school, okay. all the different sports. Okay. I also uh, allow some of the students to come in and faculty also. Okay. So I, I train a lot of people on campus. Okay. And then also I have the honor of being the head football coach. Okay. Is it an honor? No, I'm just playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. I don't know. We got to check that. I know. Uh, okay. <clears throat> so I have a question, a couple questions, and we can always take the dialogue wherever it leads us. Okay. okay? So I wanted to ask how the season is going. And when I ask <clears throat> that, okay, if I could preface my question, I'm aware of the scores of the, of the various games mm -hmm. and that some people interpret the scores to be the sole <coughs> indicator of how something is going. Right. But mm -hmm. as the academic counselor, right, I should clarify to people my role here, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I have a different set of concerns in terms of my thought process about what it really, really means to win, mm -hmm. right? Not just on a scoreboard, but in life in general. So when I ask, I mean, that's the context I'm asking. And it's like, how's it really going? Like, how's it going? Right. Well, first of all, uh, when the key word you said, when, yeah. uh, first we have to define what the objectives were okay. in order to know whether you won or not. What were the objectives? What were the goals? What were we trying to achieve? Right. And if you've met those goals and objectives and you're achieving those things, then it's a win. Yeah. Uh, so for us, when we took over in February and when I say we, me and the coaching staff that I hired in February, right. uh, we had eight players on the football team. And you, said, we, you said 80? Eight. <laughs> yeah, the eight. single number eight. Okay. Like you mean the two bubbles on top of each other? <laughs> exactly. Okay, whoa. The snowman. Okay, okay. There you go. <clears throat> and so from the snowman, uh, I knew that I had to get a coaching staff. I worked on that first. 
and I was very diverse in the coaching staff, you know. And when I say, say diverse, not only in ethnic, ethnicity, uh, also diverse in age. Okay. Um, I thought that was important. And once I got the, those staff on board, then we started going after athletes. Uh, but we started going after athletes in March okay. because the coaches could not recruit until they were legally hired and right. fingerprinted and everything with the school. Right. And Mar- March <coughs> is a little late. Yeah. I threw the word little on there, right? Yeah. What I'm saying, a little late <laughs> to begin the recruiting process. Exactly. So that means what you did was go out of town and, and misrepresent and get uh, 100 students <laughs> from out of town who really couldn't afford to live in the West San Fernando Valley. That sounds familiar, but I think okay. that was before me. Oh, okay, my bad. Okay, I'm just checking, though. I got to throw yeah. that out. Okay, okay. So we got out and we started going to all the local schools. Okay. We knew the challenge right. and we faced those challenges. We were talking to young athletes that had already decided where they were going, already right. decided what they were doing right. and wasn't too thrilled about talking about a, talking to a coaching staff from Pierce College. Right, right. Um, so the goal was to still go in regardless. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a, a young king told me, look, you let them know they come in the Pierce, you know, right, for education, right. all the other things. And, and that's what we did. Right. Uh, I ran into a lot of principals, athletic directors that were surprised that I was in the hallways. And I asked them why. And it was Pierce never comes here. Mm. And for the life of me, I can't understand how we're literally two minute drive from Taft High School yeah. and no Pierce coach had been in the hallways. So we addressed those issues. I met athletic directors, principals, introduced myself told them that this was going to be the norm. We're going to start coming to the schools. And our goal is to make Pierce Community College roster to be filled with people that's in Pierce Community. So that was a big goal for us. So we picked up a lot of California players this year. Uh, We still got a few from out of state. And we got that number as high as 51 at one point. Mm -hmm. But with that, we all know you have injury. You have academic uh, ineligibility. And then you also have... Uh, athletes that wanted to come, but right. they realized that they financially couldn't do it. Right. So, hey, and and, mm-hmm. and I appreciate that uh, you were honest with those athletes, oh, yeah. forthright, transparent, uh, so that I, as a counselor, when I meet with the student athletes, I don't have to answer questions mm-hmm. about like, hey, where can you show me where the housing is at, mm-hmm. right? Or, or you know, um, where do, when do I, I sign my scholarship letter because they were aware that there was no misrepresentation that those were the circumstances exactly. they were walking into, and I appreciate that. And I made sure that the conversations were held with the parents also. You know, I didn't want to hold a conversation with a young man that's telling me he's moving from North Carolina or Wisconsin to California. Without the guidance of his parents knowing what was going on and what they should expect that, you know, their son would have to deal with. So I had those conversations with parents and I can honestly say and proudly say that the young men that did decide to come to Pierce from out of state, they're here and they're in good position. Their parents are taking care of them. Uh, They're in a apartment with a bed and, you know, they're being fed on a regular basis uh, because their parents were in financial position to do that. So it was my goal not to have a young man sleeping on a bench outside or sleeping in his car, you know. So that there was a victory. So we talk about wins, you know, that was one win that we've achieved here. And then we decided to get in the weight room and be very competitive. Um, And you can say competitive, you you just lost 74 nothing, you lost 65 nothing. But I guarantee you each and every team we played, there's times throughout that game 
that they were facing competition. They were being hit and they were being challenged. And um, we've had many people compliment us after the game. I've had referees come to me. I've had head coaches come to me. I've had players from other teams come to me and say, Coach, we appreciate what you're doing over here. We see the change and we see what direction you're going in and, Mm. you know, take a bow, basically. We're proud of what you're doing. And, of course, it's not about me, but it's about the program. And that was my goal. When I said you got to know your goals in order to know whether it was a victory or win, my goal was to earn respect for the program. And some would say, well, who respects you if you lost 74 nothing?" Well, we got a lot of respect. For one, we showed up. We've been at every game where last year we didn't show up to games. Players didn't want to go to games. They were aching and hurting and sore, and they didn't want to face that. This year, we're showing up at every game, regardless of what the score is, regardless of what the outcome may be or what we're facing, we're showing up and we're competing. And after the game, we're coming back to practice the next week and we're lining up again and we're getting ready again. So the fact that they're able to do that, a win. So so that's another win. Um, Academically. And with working with you and, and the help that you provided for me and, I, you know, you opened my eyes on many things, you know, regarding bringing players in and what guidelines to look for. And, you know, it can't be just about their athletic prowess. Right, it has yeah. to be, you know, what are they going to do academically? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what type of young man are they going to be on campus? Yeah. <clears throat> so and, and, you know, not that I didn't know that in the beginning, but you really guided me and said, look, hey, this is important. You know, I've been at Pierce you know, 15 plus years, I've seen the different young men that have come in here. And I'm telling you, if you bring this young man in, this is the things that are going to happen. And although I've coached for 24 years, you still brought in some experience of some things that I hadn't faced. I didn't know the Pierce dynamic. I didn't, you know, and even though I coached here in 2017, those kids were already here. So I didn't know the dynamic of bringing young men into Pierce and what to look for and what to, you know, take a pass on. So with your guidance on that, <clears throat> it became something now I'm good with the process. You know, I know it's not about just the super athlete. Yeah. It's about the young man that's willing to come here and perform not only on the field. That's the last thing we're concerned about. Yeah. We, we got to want to perform in class, perform in life. Yeah. You perform in those two things, a football field is extra, yeah. you know. And, I, and I've been telling the young men that, what was your goal? Why did you come here to Pierce? If you came here to Pierce to be undefeated, you came to Pierce to worry about every game that you win, you're in the wrong place because your coach is not that type of dude. I'm not the type of dude that's worried about winning every game. I'm worried about winning in life. I'm worried about, did I give you the right direction? You know, am I leading you in the right direction with academics? Am I telling you all the avenues that once you leave peers that you can go to for success? And those avenues might necessarily not be a D1. It might not necessarily be football. Am I still guiding you as being a father to you, a big brother, a uncle to you, on the things that you should look for in life. And, and that's been a good thing. We've been focused, we've been guiding them right. Um, <clears throat> these young men are very positive. To be 0-7 and to lose some of the games that we've lost, they're still positive. We had a good time at practice this morning. you know. Mm. And that's because I stopped and I paused and I said, look, I said, you guys are losing sight of why you're here. You know, I don't want you guys to stop enjoying football. And I brought up the point that there's young men that are either paraplegic and they can't play this game. There's young men that have been in incidents where they've been in car accidents, they've been shot, they've been ran over, different incidents where for, are even deceased. Yeah, yeah, things that they yeah. can't play this game anymore. Yeah. 
ironically, and some of our former student exactly, athletes are amongst those numbers. Exactly. Yeah. So there are so many people that would love to be on the Pierce football team and be 0-7 and lose those games that you lost because they can't play this game at all. Right. So you got to respect the fact that you're still able to do this. And because yeah. of that, enjoy this. Yeah. Do this with smile and happiness. Yeah. Stop focusing on what the score yeah. was. You know, I said, granted, I know nobody wants to lose every game. Especially nobody wants to lose in the manner in which we've been losing. But was that your goal? Did you come here to Pierce to be undefeated and win you a junior college ring? Yeah. And all the young men said no. I said, from when I had my conversation with y'all, when y'all, I invited y'all to Pierce, the conversations included being a successful student. You guys still have an opportunity to do that, correct? Whether we 0-10 or 10-0. Yeah. I said, your goal was to go to the next level and get a scholarship somewhere. You still have an opportunity to do that, whether we're 10 and 0 or 0 and 10. I said, I've never had a coach call me and say, hey, I like that young man's talent. He's fast. He can catch the ball. He can hit. He can do everything we need. But y'all went 0 and 10. <laughs> yeah, we can't have him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can't bring yeah. that to my campus, yeah, uh, a yeah. player that came from yeah. an 0 and 10 yeah. program. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's not what they're yeah. looking for. What they're looking for, if you were 0 and 10, how did you perform? Right. How did right. you play? Like you had talked yeah. to the young men. Where your head was your head down every time? Yeah. Or were you walking with your shoulders up, proud and playing proud right. and proud right. to be out there? You know, and, and one of the things I bring up all the time. Were you a great teammate? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we have a lot of teams out there that they're undefeated. You know, they're they're six and one. You know, seven and zero, oh, yeah. and there's forty and fifty players on those teams that never see the field. They never get the opportunity to get that film. They never get that opportunity to go to the next level. I said, some of my young men are not only getting opportunity to get film at the position they want to play, some of them are getting film at another position that they didn't even know they wanted to play, and they're succeeding. You know, I got got four or five players that's literally sending out two film, an offensive film and a defensive film, to colleges, and they're getting feedback for Mm -hmm. two positions. And you got kids that are on seven and old teams, six and one, that's not getting no feedback because there's no film to send. So I told them y'all got to keep that in mind. And, you know, God has a plan for all of us. And y'all plan was to come here to Pierce and be able to shine, to be able to shine on both sides of the ball where some people's plan got ruined. They're playing for a team and they're not getting a shine at all. So as long as we keep that in perspective and all those things that I mentioned, we've been very successful. We have won. You know, we, we are showing up to every game, victory. We are healthy. We don't have kids sitting in the training room, you know, with a cast on and, yeah. and they can't play this week or they're out for the season. We've lost one young man, one. And you, you don't want to lose any, but we lost one young man for the season and I was at practice, a freaky accident at practice. Other than that, everybody's still here and they're playing both ways special teams and they're still healthy and the reason is because of the work they put in before this season that they did the weight room uh the running uh all that work they put in kept them healthy for them to deal with this so all of that is a win i won't know about the victory in the classroom until the report cards come but we went to the library for two days we did film. We put the film out there to all the colleges. We're walking, all the coaches are walking around making sure their film look right. We're putting up email addresses to all the colleges yeah. to send out. And we're going to do it again. Once yeah. the season is over, November 12th, that following Monday and Tuesday, practice is mandatory. And the season's over. But practice is mandatory in the library. We're going to do 
the full year's film and we're going to send it out to colleges again and we're going to keep doing this throughout all of November, December and January to get these young men looks from colleges because that's why they came here. Right. And then we're going to check those grades at the end of the semester. And those that have done what we have asked for them to do, I'm going to do everything in my power to get them to the next level. Those that have fall short of what we asked them to do, we're going to try to get them straight and do whatever yeah. we can for them. You know, and, and, you know, get them focused in your class. You need to retake that class. Oh, you need to do a little bit better than this. You know, mm -hmm. you, what was your yeah. attendance like? You know, what was your interaction with your professor? Were you in class doing your work? These are all the things you got to do to become a good student. Yeah. And I try to make them realize without the student piece, you're not going to make it in football. Football is the one sport. Yeah. People don't realize that football is the one sport that requires that you have to be out of high school for three years before you can become a professional. The only sport. You can play baseball right out of high school. Basketball was right out of high school. Now it's only one year. Yeah. You can be a tennis professional at 14, 12, 13 years old. Football is that one sport that's going to require you to be out for three years. And then during that three years, they want to see you playing. So it's going to require you to go play somewhere. And st in order to play somewhere, you got to go to school. Yeah. In order to go to school, you got to perform in the classroom. So, you know, we when I was coming up, we were always known as dumb jocks. But we're the ones that have to put, uh, perform in the classroom longer than any other sport. Mm. So... Uh, so go away with the dumb job because I got to sit in school for at least three years after high school to become a professional. Yeah. So I've been getting the young men to understand that they're buying into what we're doing. And I am so looking forward mm. to what's coming moving forward for us. Thank you. Thank you. Now, you know what? I want to express my gratitude <clears throat> to you at this moment, too, because, um, you know, being the counselor for athletics, I have been met with resistance in the past for emphasizing to young people that they focus on their academics, really trying to get them to keep in mind long-term perspectives of life that, you know, even if they did make it to being a professional in any sport, the likelihood of that lasting long, right? When you make it as a professional, well, 30 years, you know, when you're 30 years old, that's, that's old. <laughs> and so guess what? You have another 50, 60 years to your mm -hmm. life. What do you intend to do at that time? Right. And so therefore, I really emphasize <coughs> to them the importance of education. And there's been coaches who have been frustrated by such a resistance mm -hmm. to it in the past and attempted to alienate me from the team or disconnect me from student athletes, not realizing that, like, hey, this is ultimately what they need to know to be successful mm -hmm. in life. That kind of takes me to a comment. I'm not sure if it was Nick Saban who made it, but I remember there was some prominent coach who was asked about, um, you know, is this potentially your best team ever? And it was the coach Nick. Said, you told me about okay. it. Nick, yeah, yeah, he made the comment where he said, "Oh, I won't know till ten or twenty years from now when we see what type of fathers they are, what type of husbands they are, what type of men in the community." So, you know, I know my thought process on what winning is does not correlate to what a lot of people. Mm -hmm. um, however, being a former collegiate student athlete and being from a circle of friends and a peer group that were all former athletes. Um, I kind of see long term what the vision should be, right. right? If you really, you know, want to have what we call success in life as defined by, you know, reaching your desired outcomes. I think the other thing that I found to be a win that's very positive is just the um, the student athletes, football players included, but I, I really could say this of all the student athletes, 
um, especially based on their relationship with you as the fitness center coordinator. Mm-hmm. I've seen them kind of coalesce as a group more than I have in the past decade and a half where, mm-hmm. where they really support each other. They go to each other's games. Mm-hmm. I've seen it in brief windows before. I've seen mm-hmm. a year where there's a couple players who uh, everyone gravitates to. So everyone's at the various games for various teams. But mm-hmm. I haven't seen it as consistent right. as I do now. And that's a beautiful thing to see them becoming um, part of the the fabric of the campus mm-hmm. community so i see that as a blessing i'm not getting uh those emails and phone calls from professors about mm-hmm. students conduct in the classroom so i find that to be a win and in that sense i'd also like to express my gratitude mm-hmm. towards you and also i should throw in the un- other uh, wonderful coaches here at pierce right. college because that is a blessing well know? joe and this to be honest um what they say? Do you want me to be totally honest? I hope you would be, but people so, say as, that. as long as long <clears throat> as it's something good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, everybody, you, like you always told me, heavy is the head that wears the crown. Real life. And everybody, there's so many people out there that think they can do the job better. Yeah. Oh, yeah. let me have that job. Yeah. Pierce would be winning, yeah. but they don't understand. It's not a, the X's and O's is the last yeah. thing. You oh, know? I hear I hear it all the time. Yeah, it, it's, it's yeah. so much. Uh, it, people don't understand that it's not just about being the head coach. It's not about drawing X's and O's on the board. Yeah. You're managing other adults, other coaches. Mm-hmm. You're managing young men in their lives. You're trying to uh, talk to parents and and manage their expectations of their children and of the school. You're dealing with administration. Um, Even like with you, when you and I first started our relationship and bringing young men in, you know, you have to humble yourself sometime. You know, here I am as a 56 year old man. And, you know, this man keep telling me, no, you don't want that kid. No, he's not good for. And you sit back, you know, I'm the football coach. I should decide that. And it wasn't until I had to convince myself to look. This man has been at Pierce for 15 years. He's not trying to hurt the program. Not at all. He's not, not trying to do anything negative. Yeah. He's trying to help the program. He's trying to make yeah. the program better. Okay. So, hey, can, is it mm-hmm. okay if I also throw in there so anyone listening to this can like, who is he to determine who's the right fit to come here? Mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'll gladly offer this feedback to anyone. Look, mm-hmm. if you've already attended three to four colleges previous to, a, to attending Pierce, and you've been in college five-year period and you've not been able to pass any academic classes right guess what i'm still not knocking you perhaps we can support you Mm -hmm. however when i sit down and talk to you and ask you to share with me what has happened at these previous institutions that led to your lack of academic success and you tell me the problem is the coaches the administration and all the professors at those previous three to four (laughs) schools and we're a community (laughs) college so you have no onus of responsibility Mm -hmm. no internal locus of control and everything is everyone else's fault Mm -hmm. oh yeah i feel safe no matter how anyone feels about it stating that this person is not going to be a good fit for this institution Mm -hmm. i just wanted to clarify because i don't want people thinking i'm really just imposing my personal judgments on other people because my self-included we all need a chance and an opportunity but Pierce is a school where academics right I want to say like KRSY <laughs> like <laughs> academics reign supreme over mm-hmm. nearly every right mm-hmm. but it's like so if you don't want to come here and be a student first right then oh yeah this isn't the school to come to just because you're so great at athletics mm-hmm. and you think professors are going to give you grades because that's not going to happen here at Pierce and my brother and humility, I'd like to thank you for hearing me on that mm-hmm. and, and being receptive to that information because I know the truth is 
I know those extra bodies and that, that quality of athletes could have made a difference on the scoreboard. Oh, yeah, definitely. Considerably, but I've just seen it so repetitively that, okay, if you can't accept responsibility for your own set of circumstances and what you're doing in terms of your work, oh, then we're not going to be able to help you. Here. We could have we could have went out and brought 10 or 15 studs in here yeah. that were not academically sound and come in here and we win games because yeah. we just got yeah. better gyms and yeah. Joes and your X's and O's. Yeah. And then we would have been getting all those emails from the professors that you're talking about. I would have had, I remember in 2017 when I took over, the sheriffs visited my office on a weekly basis because somebody was stealing (laughs) from the food truck or the Uh, bookstore and all those challenges. And we haven't had any of those challenges. And that's made this a pleasant place, even with the 0-7 record, even with the score. It has been a pleasant place with a bunch of good young men that are trying to do the right things. So... That is a victory. It's a win. And a lot of coaches don't understand that. A lot of coaches could have came. They came and took this Pierce job, and they might be 7-0 and right now. Mm-hmm. But the young men that they would have brought in, mm-hmm. the problems that they would have yeah. brought into Pierce, I'm glad that we yeah. did not do that, and I'm glad that we're going to build it on a good foundation. Yes, yes. We build it on a good foundation. It'll stand for a long time. We so we're, we're moving at this thing slow, like you say, and everybody says it now. It's a marathon. It's not a race. I could have gotten a race and, and been a winner. I could have went and got all the top kids that were just not academically sound, 0.9, 1.2, and then when the season's over, they're not academically eligible, and not more. You know, like someone else would have and, and, and just let them go off and – and fell in life because they came to Pierce. They ran up a bunch of debt. Yeah. You know, they didn't know where they was living. They ran up apartment debt. They ran yeah. up school debt. And then they, you just send them off and next up. I, I could have done that. But because of your guidance and, and my w- willingness to want to do the right things, we got quality young men in here with three-point-something GPAs, high two-point GPAs. They're in the classroom. They're doing the right things. They got parents that are supplying them with money and food. So. We're, we're good. We're good. Hey, thank you. Thank you for making time for us. Hey, while we're here, I should acknowledge, too, uh, you know, to thank the Pierce College administration, uh, to thank our president, Ira Aguiar, to thank Jason Sifra, to thank Claudia Velasco. Jason's the vice president. Claudia is the dean of athletics. And to thank Susan Armenta, who is our athletics director. They've all been a wonderful blessing and support. Amazing people. Amazing and helping, people. And uh, helping move the program forward. So there you have it. That's a wrap. We'd like to thank Coach Sims for allowing us to put the spotlight on you and thank you to our listeners for your support. Hey, if you are listening and would like to have the spotlight shine on you or your program here at Pierce College, whether that's athletics or an academic program, feel free to shoot me an email at robersja at piercecollege.edu. That's R-O-B-E-R-S-J at piercecollege.edu. And let's make it do what it do. That's a wrap, y'all. Thank you, everyone.